Hey guys, Dane here with the Darkroom Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. In today's episode, I chat with Chris Poplowski. Now, Chris Poplowski has an alias on Instagram known as Chris Poops. That's Chris and P-O-O-P-S as in poops, Chris Poops. And I have been commenting on his incredible pictures for quite some time now. I'd like to say that we have a uh, an Instagram friendship before we chatted, like a, like a comment friendship, more so me telling him that every single picture he has is absolutely incredible. And yeah, I was, I was happy to be able to chat with him. It was so cool. Uh, finding out that he went to USC, which is like right around the corner from here. And now he's still in California and he's traveling nonstop, as you can tell if you, if you follow his work. And we got to talk about things like the best way to approach brands, getting the perfect light while traveling, making the transition from, you know, the quote unquote traditional job to a life based around your creativity Uh, And the list goes on. I am so jazzed up for you guys to hear this one. So without further ado, here is a conversation with Chris Poplowski. Welcome to the Darkroom Podcast, where you'll get to hear from the best full-time creators on the planet. From starting out to where they are now and everywhere in between. Welcome to the Darkroom. Chris Poplowski... And if that name isn't familiar, can you do the honors and please tell me your Instagram handle name? Absolutely, man. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people know me as uh, Chris Poops. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, obviously, we got to dive into that quick backstory. Of course. Um, it's kind of silly, but uh, basically growing up, everyone called me Chris Pops, uh, kind of simultaneously with my last name. And, uh, of course, Instagram didn't have that handle available. So when I was young in college, trying to figure out another way of going about it, we called my grandpa Poopa and it just kind of worked itself out and uh, turned into Chris Poops. Dude. uh, It sticks. (laughs) I love it, man. At those early stages of, uh, of that handle, was that always your photography or was that just you kind of messing around with pictures of like random phone shots and all that? No, nah, man. I mean, it was, uh, it goes back to college days when I was just hanging out in, uh, at USC with a couple friends and all we would do is share, I guess, even humor memes, just, just funny stuff. And then all of a sudden I uh, turned into photography and kind of slowly migrated towards that. Dude, you went to USC? Yeah. <laughs> no way. When, uh, when did you graduate? Um, 2014. So just, uh, three, four, four years ago. Jeez. No way. Nice, man. Dude, I'm super close to USC. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I applied to USC for a film degree. Uh, I didn't get in, and I don't know what I'd be doing if I did. So that's crazy. <laughs> what did you major in? Uh, I went to the USC Marshall School of Business. So pretty nice. much studied uh, a wide range of things from communications, business, public relations, and marketing. Yeah. So did you do that for four years, or did you do the two-year, then two-year? I transferred in from a junior college and spent two years there. And then shortly after worked in LA for a few years and, uh, yeah, here I am today traveling the world. Dude, that's wild, man. So wait, where, where's home base? Cause I know you're all over the place. Yeah. It's in orange County, a little town called Tustin. It's a lot, a lot more quiet and I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't even know where it is on a map, but I, I enjoy that just because it's, it's where family is and, um, keeps me close to, to them. Yeah. So you didn't pick up a camera until college or did you shoot before that? 
actually after college, um, I worked a business job for almost a year and a half, uh, right after college, um, kind of starting this whole, I guess, freelance gig, um, right after. So I worked for a couple companies, uh, did the sales side of everything. And I got to really analyze companies from the, the, the bottom up, uh, learning all about them and how our company can basically grow them into a marketing influence in the industry. Um, and before I knew it, I was, I was just digging so deep into brands that, you know, I just, I wanted to learn more about everybody. Um, and then I picked up a camera three years ago, maybe two and a half, um, and just started taking photos with friends going on camping trips and just trying to get an, get out of LA for a day. Um, and then all of a sudden I realized I had a had the passion on my hands and started taking photos full time. Yeah, man. So when you were, when you said you, you kind of switched to freelance, is that what you were doing freelance was digging into brands and and kind of like vetting those different brands out and and looking at them from a business standpoint and going in deep on that end? Is that what it was? Yeah. So, so when I worked for a marketing agency, um, I was just on the sales side and would help piece together a company with this marketing team that would do all the creative stuff and, I was kind of sitting in her room on the outside, not doing anything creatively. It was driving me crazy. And I just, I I just wasn't able to really put myself to work. Um, and I got really tired of that and it was something that I felt compelled to just go try one day. Um, so I just, I walked away after a year and a half, I left with a good recommendation and not really any, any awareness of what I'd be doing in life. I didn't know how to freelance and, uh, Sure enough, I just started putting those communication skills to the test and reaching out to brands uh, with my growing interest in photography, um, which sounds really, really funny looking back on it because I really didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of just put it all together after getting a few little opportunities here and there, um, and the craft just grew. So what what did you find in retrospect when you reached out to brands? Like what what worked better than other ways like what would kind of get you that like really true response rather than you know like kind of the half-ass like eh, i don't know maybe we don't really know you like did you figure out a kind of kind of a way to get in there a little bit better uh yeah i mean it <laughs> it varies every day i feel like everybody is so unique and everybody wants to be approached as different way and everybody has you know, a, a, an email template that they choose to respond to more than others. Yeah. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, I've been l- lagging for a while on getting a, an adequate website up from putting a media kit together, which I only started using recently. Um, and it, and for a long time, which is, it sounds very unorthodox, but, um, just being personable. I think that's such a huge thing in this industry is really putting, putting who you are to exactly the work you want to complete. And I think that's something we all miss out on all the time as creatives is we're, we're trying to reach out to people with this. I'm willing to give you 10 photos. I'm willing to do free work. I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z for you. And oftentimes that's, that's an important part of the pitch, but you know, why are you interested in these brands? Why are you um, interested in working with a global entity that obviously has a name, out there like nobody else um like hertz rental car for instance i've been working with them for the last couple of years and um it all it took was like a, a simple intro like hi this is who i am 
Um, I travel all over the world and I've rented with you a ton of times. Um, would love to get in touch with somebody. And it's super simple and super straightforward. But the fact that it was personable, they came to me immediately and they're like, okay, we've we've actually never been approached like that. Everyone always just says they can give us photos. And yeah. that's it's a saturated market as as kind of all of us are aware of. And you know, being personable, I think, has been a huge thing for me to to penetrate the market and to get in um, into just into discussion, which is sometimes just just what you need. Yeah, dude, that's that's massive. So those bigger brands, I mean, I guess people have the notion always that those brands will reach out to photographers like you and, and the big photographers out there. But like you said, a lot of times, like you, you sent them something and you were able to craft it in a way where their creative team looked at it and they're like, man, like we really want to work with you. What does your branding look like now? Or at least what does it look like in your schedule now? I know you're, do, you do weddings, right? I do a ton of things, man. And it's, it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. Let's hear about that workflow. What, what, what's like the, what's the week to week? I know it varies, but you know, what, what are you shooting most of the time? Yeah. Well, um, man, like it, this year has been crazy. We've been traveling probably at least three weeks of every month, um, somewhere new and it's all on our own, own choices, own schedule. Most clients don't even, um, really say where to go. We just kind of make the decisions where we want to go. And by we, I'm referring to, um, my girlfriend and I, Megan, um, we've been traveling together for about two years now doing this. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a unique experience. So Megan loves to shoot weddings and I shot weddings early on and it's a, it's a different beast in and of itself. Uh, for sure. You know, I, I love it. I love it. It's so fun, but to, to communicate with clients from a wedding standpoint, um, Megan is just such a sweetheart compared to, to business Chris. And I kind of let her handle that side of things. And it allows me to kind of step back. And when a wedding day comes, I'm more of like a hype man, second shooter. Yeah. Um, and I, I just make it fun and I have fun with Megan while she's leading the pack. And I kind of get to focus on a little bit more of the creative side, as opposed to, um, all the nitty gritty details that go into, to weddings. Um, so, so that's kind of part of the business. And then, um, what's, what's funny is, you know, Instagram does a pretty good job showing people that I'm a, an adventurous photographer that likes to get out there and travel and just right. have a good time out in the world. Um, but I guess I haven't really done a good enough job kind of elaborating on what I do. <laughs> so, so as far as that workflow goes, what I'm doing more than not is working with companies. Uh, usually we're, we're traveling, as I said, three to four weeks a month, um, this, this, this month in particular, I'm home for three days, which is just for Thanksgiving, right. um, just to be with family. And, you know, we've been, I've been in Utah this month. We're about to be in New York. Um, I leave for Arizona the day after Thanksgiving, we just got back from Indonesia. And usually that's, that's kind of what brands have us doing is just bouncing left and right from place to place all the time. Um, which is so fun. It's such a fun, fun thing to be a part of because everybody, just wants to be in the world somewhere. And, and I live for it. It's, it's something I, I breathe, um, and thrive off of. So I'm just bringing brands along with me. Um, I found a, a pretty fun market to be a part of, which is working with clients like, uh, movement watches, for example, where they really embrace the lifestyle of someone just wanting to be out there and living and, right. and traveling full time. And in, in terms, they just ask for photos, um, sometimes there's not as much of a brand direction. Sometimes there is, sometimes it's just, you know, the brand trusting in me, 
Um, a lot of people know that the word retainer, I guess, clients put you on retainer. That's been, you know, a, a part of month to month things, not always, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just constant curation for brands. Um, so weddings, brands, I do a lot of mentorship, um, where I'm just jumping on phone calls and helping people kind of dive deeper into how they can be better, um, creatives, but more on like the business end of things, right. because that, that's what I feel, um, has really actually excelled for myself is, is I obviously feel like I'm, I'm creative and I can put myself to work in all sorts of different ways. Um, but honing in on my business skills has, has kind of allowed this whole, whole thing to grow, which is awesome. What do you think about, you know, like, okay, like let's go back your early days as a freelance photographer, you kind of came with that business aspect because you went to school for it, but not a lot of people have that luxury. What are some of the most important things to, to remember on the business side of things when, when first starting out? Yeah. Great question. Um, everything, (laughs) (laughs) be a sponge. Like I I think so many kids nowadays, and I was kind of a victim of this as well, where I'd go into class and like, just be tired or like, you know, just want to go hang out with friends or just kind of be a college student for a bit, which is it's, I'm all for it. I mean, I I was equally that student, but, um, when you're able to absorb more and, and just kind of put your mind to work, you, you don't necessarily receive the same values that you can apply in the real world. Like algebra, never used it again. Biology can't say I've used it, but it allows you to, to kind of just learn. And if you're doing what you do in college, which is connect with people. And that's kind of what, you know, social Instagram, business, all that stuff is about today. Yeah. You learn how to connect pieces and dots and, and just connect with people in general. Um, and, and just learning how to communicate on, on literally any topic in the world. Um, especially when you start traveling and you're able to connect about different cultures, different places, different things you've done, different experiences, you know, you, you just kind of pick up the, the innate, I guess being that you, you can be and just communicating, um, that was a huge part of, I I think my success story in general is just, is just communicating with people. Um, I I know college actually, I I didn't really take too much with me into, into this world. Like I, I didn't get a job from college that is applicable today, but what I did get is relationships with people at school that I was able to talk with and say, Hey, what are you guys up to nowadays? Um, you know, and then it just led to, to talks about what they're doing in life. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, I'd love to take photos for you guys. Um, and, and I early on, man, I was taking pictures of everything. I just wanted to get out there and have a good time. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even necessarily for work. If like my, my friend owned a rim business for cars and I was just like, yeah, dude, let me come out and, you know, take photos of cool cars and cool places with cool rims on. And sure enough, like that is not what I do today. It has nothing to do with what I do today, but it got me relationships and it got me, um, just in the door with people that are connected with other people. And that's exactly what Instagram is, is you can't be afraid to, 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 to reach out and to slide into someone's DMS. You you can't be afraid to, to initiate a conversation. And luckily now, um, with all the growth that's happened in the last year and a half, you know, I don't have to reach out to as many brands. I don't have to get contacted out, you know, out of an agency or out of anywhere that 
that requires me to do all the work. It's still kind of a part of me because I, I love to do that stuff and I love to, to build personal relationships with my clients, but it doesn't, it's not required of me anymore. But if, you know, that, that time that I put in um, after college and just reaching out to people and, and learning how to communicate with them, that was so vital to growth and to just getting my name in this, in this field that I would, I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, dude, that's rad, man. I totally agree. And shooting as much as you can. And, and did you find anybody like a mentor when you were first starting out? I know you mentor people now. Did you have that for you? I didn't actually, I, I wish I did. Um, there's a ton of people that I, I know now looking back and I'm like, dude, I would love to have this guy as a mentor, even still till this day. Um, just because there's so many incredible creatives out there who, who are so unique and approach everything so differently. That's, that's, you know, it's, it's actually funny. I was, I've actually listened to the podcasts, everyone you've interviewed and, cool, and, and kind of like, you know, developed my own uh, growth and knowledge off of what all, all these big guys are saying, Chris Picard, yeah. uh, Ollie Gooden, I've worked with at Viewbug, oh, nice, all these guys man. in general. Yeah. And uh, what's really, what's really interesting is that we're all so different. Like we're all professionals in a unique way and yeah. everybody has has an opinion or a certain way of going about life. But if you really, really pull it all under one umbrella, mm-hmm. the, the, the fact is that we're all different. We're, we've all found success in some unique way and we've all developed some, some interesting, uh, you know, thought that goes into how we've done it. And, and I wish I had a little bit more knowledge growing up and like, you know, kind of diving into this field. Maybe, maybe it was luck that I didn't, um, but it's important. Like it, it, I would emphasize it to, to any young creative just to reach out to someone you admire. Like it's, it's amazing how, how connected we all are and how, how often actually people will get back to you. Um, you know, like I, I'm, I'm by no means massive and, and I'm, I'm certainly growing and, and it, it it's not even that it, it necessarily matters how big someone is, but if you value someone's creative eye and their creative approach or, you know, you're just compelled by someone in the way they do life. Don't get lost in like who you think they are and like, all right, Instagram makes me think that they're, you know, so-and-so get to know them, try to reach out and you might not always be successful getting in touch with them, but it doesn't hurt to try. It doesn't hurt to reach out to the people you you're impressed by big or small. And that could ultimately take you down, you know, a mentorship type role um, it could take you just to just getting knowledge and asking questions and, you know, you just never know. I, I just always say reach out if you have to. Yeah. Or want to. And we live in such a, a unique time right now where that is so accessible, you know, like even five years ago, I mean, it was, it was hard, you know, you, you were lucky to send off an email and, and get something back. And, and now just between every platform, you know, like you can, you can make buddies on, on multiple platforms right now. And you can collaborate like crazy on YouTube. You can collaborate on Instagram. You can do so many cool things. And also you can assist and you can help. And, you know, you can reach out to like someone like you and be like, hey, like, do you need a hand on a shoot sometime if you're in this area or whatnot? Like there's so many cool different ways to learn. You don't necessarily need to like go to school to be a photographer at all anymore. You just need to pick up a camera. Not at all. I mean, there's resources everywhere. Like that's, that's kind of how I learned. I didn't have a mentor that said, you know, press this button and do this and do that. I just, I just wanted to do it and I was super hungry for it. And I just, you know, I, I, 
I really just wanted to travel the world. That was, that was kind of what everything boiled down to is I just wanted to get outside and, and kind of go after what's, what was just in my, in my mind and in my body that it's like, all right, like I can't be in an office. I don't want to be in an office. I want to be creative. I want to be, you know, working with people on my own terms and, and it's, it's a tough industry, but it's, it's certainly one that when you learn how to get into it, such a good payoff. Like it's so rewarding. And I mean, I've, I've seen so much in the last year, especially with my, my partner, Megan, you know, my girlfriend, not just partner. Yeah. Um, it's just, I mean, I, I wouldn't change anything that I've done for anything. You know, it's just, it's just a constant grind. It's a constant effort. It's a constant just growth process. And I, I don't think there's ever an end in sight. I think it's just, you know, where do we want to go next? How do we want to see it? What do we want to do there? How much time we want to spend? And it's just, it's just planning for that, that long-term um, travel, I guess. I, d- I just want to see the world. Yeah. So. How, uh, how have you seen your work change over the years? A lot, actually. I mean, I, I look back at my photos from when I started and, and some of the stuff I deliver to clients and I just, I can't help but laugh <laughs> because, because I, I mean, like, again, I started with no knowledge of even how to use a camera. I pretty much just picked it up and, and sent pictures out and edited them how I thought, you know, look good, which, I mean, everyone starts from somewhere. You, you, you almost always look back at a day where even if you've been doing this professionally for 12 years, what about those iPhone pics you took, you know, 15, 20 years ago, way before the professional time started. And yeah, everyone always takes pictures. Everyone, you know, has an iPhone or an Android or something nowadays to take photos with. And I just wanted to get going. And that's, that's what I heard early on is like, who cares what, how expensive your camera is? Who cares about all the, the nice fancy stuff that you have you, that you could put towards a profession, just, just get a camera and see what you're capable of. Really just get out there and, and go explore and, and, and just do your best. Um, and when I started, you know, I'd like to say that I was super amateur, just getting the opportunity to work with brands, which is kind of a, a lot of kids nowadays just want a chance to work with brands. Yeah. Um, and looking back on those days, like every step, every photo that I took, every edit that I made, everything that I delivered, all valuable everything kind of offered insight into like what I could do better getting client feedback. Like that's the thing is like, don't, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to get, um, you know, feedback from a client. That's not good. Like it's okay to hear those things. And, and you just have to be big enough to ask, okay, like, you know, what could I do better next time? Or like, what didn't you like about this project? And, you know, luckily that hasn't happened too often to me, which is a blessing in disguise because, it's just, it feels like it's been very smooth. Um, but now three years down the road, it's like I, I got feedback or I got, you know, deliver delivered albums that I look back on and I'm like, wow, like I, I, I can't even believe I gave that to someone one day. I can't even believe that like someone actually paid money for, for those photos that I delivered. And now it's like, I think so much higher of my workflow. I think so much higher of like how I get things done and, I take less photos because of it, because it's just easier to get to the end of a, of a goal, you know, just finish a project. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like my, my workflow has changed a lot, but it's just been internal growth. Just me kind of looking at everything from, from a, a non-bias, but also I guess bias because it's me 
standpoint and just always thinking about how I can be better, how I can deliver something better, how I can dive deeper into a brand or even a client that I'm shooting a wedding for with Megan. Like, you know, how can I pull more moments from this day that I haven't captured in the past? Um, and it just, yeah, it's just photos, man. I just, I just love taking photos. There's, you, you can do no harm by taking 10 extra photos on an assignment. You can do no yeah, harm or by a thousand. <laughs> like, so, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, um, well, I have a couple questions, but the next one is really, when did the ball start rolling for you on, um, on Instagram? Like when did, like, was it a couple of accounts that reposted? Like, do you kind of remember when the snowball effect happened? Did it happen slow? Um, you know, I feel like it's been, it varies all the time. I feel like Instagram is so unpredictable with everybody. Like one week you're getting a ton of likes and a ton of follows. And then the next, it just drops off the face of the earth. And like, I look back on it and it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter when things snowball because obviously some of the best artists out there have no following or no, not even an Instagram handle. Um, for me in in person, I think this last year, um, it's grown a lot more, um, mainly because I I've, I've just been a part of some really cool groups that I didn't even try to be a part of, but you know, like again, connecting with individuals and putting my name out there, like, I have some good friends that run feature accounts that they don't, they don't feature my work because we're friends. Like I, some of the guys I've met, some of the guys I haven't met, but um, just to give an example, like awake the soul, um, such a good guy, like just a, just a good dude in general, good heart, good family guy, um, supporting creatives left and right. And one day I just saw on a story that he was in orange County, which, you know, he's from, uh, I can't, I can't remember. I think like, Minnesota, like, you know, just far away, basically. Um, I was just like, let's grab coffee, dude. You're in town. Let's, let's hang out. And yeah, we didn't even talk about photography. We didn't even talk about traveling. Like we talked about life and we talked about just the things that were going on and, and to be able to connect with people on a personal level and just get to know them and kind of set aside like what I'm looking for. Like, you know, like everyone wants to be featured by certain accounts and whatnot, but I never tried to get featured the only thing i ever did was work with brands so i think the snowball effect happened probably late last year early this year um where brands started reposting a lot um it it wasn't really a thing i i tried for other than i just wanted to work for companies i felt you know like i I could match companies that i felt like like i believe in um like, I, I don't know if you know MVMT movement watches. Dude, totally, man. I, I shot a couple things for them earlier. Uh, well, not earlier this year, a few months ago. Rad, dude. Yeah, I've, I've actually been working with them for two, two, almost two years now. Dude, that's a while, um, man. They've sent me all over the world with Megan, and, like, we've done some really big projects together. I, I was in Europe for two months with them. Um, just Just some really cool opportunities, and... I worked with them when they were tiny, you know, like I worked with them when, when they were, I think like 200,000 followers and now they're over a million. Yeah. And, and like that has helped a ton with growth, but you know, with that in mind, like I I never wanted growth by working with movement, like as far as Instagram goes and numbers, I never wanted like features. I just wanted to help them build their brand. I just wanted to be a part of their journey and like, like we were both on the same wavelength. We were both, you know, interested in, in getting out into the world and that's kind of like their roots and that's kind of my roots. And 
you know, just, it kind of all came together. And I think that's how growth actually started is I, I, I stopped thinking about, you know, how can I get numbers? How can I get this and that and stop being like a little Instagrammer? And I started thinking more of on the professional side of like, well, at the end of the day, would I rather have a job or would I rather have a large Instagram? Yeah, totally. You know, would I rather have work that I believe in and work that's, you know, going to allow me to travel the world or would I rather have numbers on Instagram? And, you know, that I think that that's an answer we can all kind of, you know, figure out ourselves. But for me personally, I, I would much rather just be traveling the world and, and putting my mind and creativity to the test instead of looking at a screen all day and saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm growing. No, totally, man. So when, when you're approaching these brands, um, your portfolio, do you showcase that or do you let your Instagram kind of speak for your work or do you tailor images and, and, and styles and vibes for specific brands so they can kind of see what you can do for them? Dude, everything has been so unorthodox since I started. <laughs> it's hilarious. I like, love it. Like I, I, I should have had a website two years ago and I still need one till this You don't day. have chrispoops.com yet? I did, man, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just... I, I just, I need to put more out there because it, it would help me grow probably so much more just being able to put that in front of people. Yeah. And I, I feel like a man of mystery sometimes because I don't think anyone out there even knows how much brand work I do. I don't think anyone out there even realizes no. how many weddings we shoot a year. I don't, I don't think that I personally, you know, I don't think I've done a good job at, at, at those types of outlets. Um, well, it's it, tough because you don't want to you don't want to blast out all this brand work on your page, especially because a lot of people that follow you, right? Like they follow you for your landscapes and, and things like that, which is also a weird thing about Instagram. It's like, uh, you know, like I want to show off all my work, but sometimes like this audience really likes this amount of work or this type yeah, of work. And it just goes to show that like not everyone in the world is who you think they are. Like, I, I mean, I work hard, man. I work probably, <laughs> I probably get like four hours of sleep a night and yeah. I'm, I'm always taking photos. I'm always editing or I'm on phone calls and on emails and, and, or are traveling like traveling in and of itself is just a grind and a, and a, and a process and by itself. But you know, like it's, I will get to that point and I plan to, and it's been something that I've been, it's slowly piecing together. Um, but you know, one thing that I've always strayed away from that I do from time to time is like influencer work. It's, it's such a small part of, of my actual business. Um, but it's also, it's one of the few things that's just allowed me to connect with people. Um, obviously having connections with movement and, and some feature pages that are obviously getting contacted by brands all the time. has just put me in touch with the right groups and I've been kept busy enough to where, you know, I'm working for four or five companies every month for six months straight, and I don't need to to accept anything else. I don't need to get any more work coming in that because I just don't have time for it anyways. So it's I, I've, I don't know. I've just I've never needed a website, which for me has worked, but it is a very unorthodox way of going about it. I think most creatives nowadays, if you're trying to make it, put your work out there, at least from a website standpoint. Um, you don't need to do it on your Instagram and influence and, and let the world know that you shot a watch company unless you want to get paid for something like that. Um, but if, if you've done creative work, put it out there, get it, get it on a website and let, you know, let people know what you can do. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, even if it's on stories, you know, I've been experimenting with that recently where I kind of treat my stories as the place for brand work and keep like my regular stuff on my feed, but just a way to have it out. So people, people know, you know, cause you'll, you never know that that one person who sees a certain thing that you can do will see that and say, Oh, I didn't realize you could shoot this. Boom. They get you connected with, you know, whoever they know that needs it. And you have another gig, another job. Absolutely. That's actually, um, I, one of my recent clients that I signed on with, it's a, it's just a simple brand, uh, that wants to get out there and they have no image whatsoever. They, they basically saw me on my stories and then they followed, they followed up with the client that I'd been working with that I, that I'd shared on my stories. And they found a bio on me that I basically helped grow another business from, from the, like the, from nothing. They had no image and now they're, you know, I think a hundred thousand followers and growing in general. Um, but I've shot almost all their content exclusively. And this company was like, Oh my gosh, like we loved what you posted. We looked more into it. We love what you've done for this company. And now we want to hire you. Yeah. And it's, it's cool seeing that all unfold. I, I think you just never know whose eyes are on you. And you also never know, like you send out an email, you might never get contacted back, but there might be eyes on your account. And they might just be waiting for you to to progress or for better timing because the business was going through something. You just you just never know, you know, like put if you if you have stuff to put out there, put it out there however you however you want, really. Yeah. And and that kind of goes back to what you were talking about, which, you know, has to do with those long days and that little lack of sleep. And if there's really any big major component that everyone I've talked to has shared a characteristic. It's that really extremely high level of, of just hard work, right? Those 10 hour days, those 12 hour days. And people hear the word freelance and they think, you know, it's, it's, Oh, cool. You get to freelance, you get to kind of do whatever you want. And I always say, you just get to make your own breaks. Like you, it's not really even make your own schedule. Like you decide your own breaks and you get back to it. Uh, how, how do you balance that amount of work with, like you're kind of just regular living normal life. Is it hard? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't even know if I have a normal life because I feel like sometimes I'm very isolated and just kind of in my, my own flow and just kind of working on my own things. Um, I think a, a big thing is it's learning, man. Like I, I've gone through some pretty tough times traveling like health wise where I wasn't taking care of myself or something happens traveling where I get super sick and you get home and you're like, dang, I still need to deliver all this. I still need to work really yeah. hard. I still need to like put in all this time or this client's going to be mad and I'm going to lose a job. Um, but at the end of the day, like I started eating healthier. I started making sure that I at least get five hours of sleep a night, like four to five. five that's just, crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I can sometimes get eight, which is really nice and sometimes too much because I wake up groggy, but yeah. you know, like I just kind of found my balance. Um, which is something to take really seriously while you, especially while you travel, you know, being a photographer in general, if a lot of people work, you know, they're from LA, they work in LA, they don't leave LA. That's great because you can have a routine and kind of live still like some type of normal routine. But when you're traveling, you're, you're battling time zones, you're battling new foods, you're battling potentially foreign board and illnesses and, and like diseases that you, there's just so much that goes into traveling sleep even that you just you know you need to get from point a to point b within relevant time um you just don't really you have more going on when you travel and eating right has been a huge thing 
um, maintaining some sort of exercise schedule. If you have time for it, even if it's a run in the mornings, you got to do it. Um, just, just kind of staying mentally ready and, and making sure that you're not getting lost in this whole thing. Otherwise it's, it's really hard to balance. I, I don't, I don't know how many people, unless you're, you know, head deep into freelancing, understand how much of a grind it can be. Yeah. It, you really get what you put into it. You, if you want to be somewhat successful and just make enough to maybe eat, you know, you, you can probably get away with, with a night watching Netflix all night, every day of the week and, and kind of live your life how you want, maybe. But if you really want to be successful, which is the only thing I've ever wanted from photography, you just, I, I feel like you always want to work. I feel like you just like, you want to go back and look at old photos and you want to go back and share photos with people, or you want to work on a project or you want to just get somewhere else in the world to go take photos. Like you're always hungry for more. And it's, it's kind of like a, like a, I don't know, like a, like a barrier of entry sometimes is a lot of people don't realize like you have to want that. You have to go after it. You really have to go get out there and it, it changes. It flips your world upside down. It, health, health is so important. And you just, when you, when you start getting head deep into things and you start working a lot, I think everyone in every industry is, is can go through that. Like n- not everyone out there knows how to eat appropriately. And it's at it. It sounds silly, but honestly, like important. Yeah, man. Exercise is huge. Eating good is huge. I mean, if you drink, trying to drink less is huge. I mean, I'm trying to not drink on weekdays and sometimes I do just <laughs> like that beer, you know, like that one beer at the end of the day. It's like, man, I want that or eggnog this time of year, depending on what time of year it is. Uh, but uh, no, man, uh, health is crucial and, and sleep is crucial, too, if you can if you can get it. Um and I wanted to ask, uh, when it comes to your travel schedule, for one, do you ever get jaded by travel right now? Do, is it, do you have to kind of sometimes be like, all right, you know, like 22-hour flight, okay, obviously it's hard, but you, you kind of have to break through that like, all right, like this is like, I, on the other side of this, it's going to be great. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have a great time here. <laughs> That's hilarious that you say that because I just got back from jakarta indonesia and it was probably one of the most different places i've ever been i didn't shoot one landscape like it was all about a a, just a it was just a different project was it the cats was it the kitty project no no (laughs) i mean i did there were cats there somewhat of a joke why i posted it but um (laughs) yeah it was just it was it was documenting a different side of life that i i kind of do on travels but not ever the focus and I, it's that whole flight. I mean, I think our, our flight there was like 23 hours and our flight home was 19 or something like that. Um, it was exhausting. It was so tiring. And like, like, that's the thing is like, I was, I was just getting done with two trips. Like one was in Utah where I was with five buddies and I didn't sleep at all that entire trip. I think we, we averaged like not just not a lot of sleep. Um, every sunrise, every sunset, eight to 12 hour drives every day, and then jumping on a plane and having to try to get my body on Indonesia time, which they're, I don't know, 14 hours at 13 hours ahead. Um, just exhausting. Like, yes, you get, you get definitely jaded by it. And sometimes you're, you're really looking forward to like what that, what that trip's going to hold, but not every trip is beautiful on the other side. Not every trip is easy. Like, you know, J- Jakarta in general is a very like, you know, poorer 
place. There's, it's, there's a lot of people around on the streets and a lot of things you have to be aware of and you got to keep your head on a swivel at all times just because you're, you're just in a new place. You don't really know much at all. I'd never been there. Um, and I'd love to think that it's always beautiful, but sometimes, you know, it's harder. It's, it's something that you, you're not as pumped for, but, um, you know, for me, it was cool. Like it was really neat. You got to see a lot of things that you just don't get to see in, in America every day. And being in Los Angeles, you know, I, it's just a different culture, a different vibe, a different place. And that excites me. I can't say it would excite everybody. I can't say that, you know, like go jump on a plane and go to Jakarta. Cause there's, I would definitely have like places I think people want to be instead. Um, but traveling can be tough. Traveling it's not always easy, you know, 20 hours is not a long, or it's not an easy, easy flight. You're kind of sitting straight up. You don't get a bed unless you fly first class, which (laughs) I can't afford. Um, Yeah. It's just. When you're, when you're traveling like this, you know, to the amount of places that you've been, do you think that that has had an impact on your work and, and has it changed your eye at all? If that makes sense? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I think, I think just in general, like being able to get so many places and once you start committing your time to not being, you know, bound to a certain city and you start getting out there is there's a huge market out there for travel, like not not just for travelers, but companies love travel. That's it's just we all feed off. it. It's it kind of connects you with the world and there's always opportunities in other cities. So, you know, I, I definitely think that that it's, it's a huge key to my success, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's a fun, fun market to be in. It's, it's really, really fun. How, how much, uh, how much attention do you put on natural light with your landscape photography? Like when it comes to preparation, preparation, um, every, I mean, everything, I don't, I don't, I don't forge light ever. It's all whatever nature brings with me. And yeah. obviously not every sunrise is beautiful. Um, I, I, I just make it a goal. I find, I actually find this really funny because it could be pouring rain outside in the middle of the night and it's like a storm is rolling through and you know, Megan will look at me and she's like, it is pointless to wake up tomorrow. We do not have to go. <laughs> shoot like, sunrise. No, we're waking up. <laughs> yep. And it, and for me, it's just like, okay, sleep, have fun. Yeah. You know, I want to, I'm going to go out there and see what the day have, what the day brings. Cause a weather channel isn't always right. Or, you know, the best, the best gauge of weather or lighting in general is just to get out there and see it. Yeah. And if you're not out there at the right time, like I personally love blue hour, blue hour is one thing I love to shoot just, just to shoot. That's the sunrise um, hour, right? That's, that's that early first light. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like when it's still so dark that a lot of cameras came and pick up all the details, but it's just, I don't know. It's just a time in the day where it's calm. It's relaxing. You hear more sounds than you do voices. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just easy going. Um, and yeah, man, like sometimes I'm sitting out there just, just waiting and waiting and waiting. And sometimes that sunrise never happens and I'm drenched and, you know, yeah. it's a rough morning and sometimes it turns out beautiful. Um, I think we've been pretty lucky with travels. Like I, I feel like we've actually had a lot of good weather, a lot of the places we've gone, and I'm, uh, I'm a prep preparation junkie. Like I'll, I'll plan a trip top to bottom to know where I want to spend every sunrise and sunset and plans always change. It never goes uh, directly according to plans, but 
if I have an idea of what I'd like to do, um, granted weather and all that stuff works out well. And I know what sunrise is going to bring or sunset's going to bring great works out. I can go to the next place and kind of keep traveling. But if it doesn't work out, you know, if the lighting is not perfect and, and I really have to get that light because it's just something I I'm thriving for. Um, I just wait, I spend another morning there. I spend another evening. I, sometimes I have to plan a whole new trip just to go back to places just because I didn't get the shot I wanted. Yeah, um, dude, that's wild, man. And it, that, yeah. that's so cool too, because it does like people see these photos and they probably have no idea how much work went behind even that one photo, you know, yeah. the, I mean, the time spent sleep, and everything. Yeah. Sleep in general, how much little sleep you get just to get to the, some of those places. Do you have any places in particular, like even this year, that that stood out travel-wise that you really connected with or you just really had a great time at? Uh, yeah. So Alaska. Yes, dude. So wild. My, my dad actually lives in Anchorage, and I, I visited during winter a couple years ago. Nice. Um, and got to experience kind of like the winter part, but you can't really get around during winter. Yeah. And this time we went back, and it was summer – I got to kind of dive deeper into just Alaskan, Alaskan life. Yeah. Was and that this year that you went? Y- yeah. Just, just not even a, cu- a couple months ago. Not even. Nice, um, man. I went in, uh, we went in April to, uh, the Kenai, Kenai Peninsula. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Kenai is so fun. Dude, it was beautiful, such a, man. Such a cool spot. Yeah. And like, oh man, just Alaska in general is just wild. Like it's, it's unlike any other U.S. state. Um, some of the things we did, like we got to fly over these massive glaciers and you don't, you don't even know that like Alaska is, is like a land of glaciers. Yeah. It's, there's literally glaciers everywhere. Everywhere. Crazy. And eagles and, everywhere. Yeah. And we, and we took a helicopter for one of them and we landed on top of a glacier, which is such a wild experience. So I, I'd highly recommend anyone out there that has the time to do it, to do it. But even better, we ended up in a dog camp with with huskies and, and Malamus and nice. Alaskan bred dogs and got to go dog sledding. Unreal, um, man. How was like that? Like on a, on a glacier. And like it, you just don't get those experiences in California. <laughs> you like, you know, you just, you don't get to see that in a lot of the States I get to travel. Yeah. Um, and it was all kind of jam packed in this little or not little, but it's it, it, this, this place, this, you know, right outside of Anchorage, you could do all these really cool, cool things um definitely connected with that um that was that was just just a fun trip in general and i got to see my dad so i guess i can't really yeah. complain about that um where else have we gone this year that i was just super stoked about pretty much <laughs> everywhere man i i just love it i live for this like yeah I, dude. I'm, I'm trying to even think like new zealand was a blast um Kauai, we just got done with Kauai a couple like weeks ago that was just out of this world yeah um local places like joshua tree it's one of my favorite places to go i'm only two hours away from it yeah man it's just it's it's so humbling to get to a place where it's so quiet and you could just sit there with your thoughts and kind of exist in this just desert which i don't know it's just a different atmosphere compared to most and that's that's what i'm finding is i really just enjoy the world yeah Um, dude some, someone asked, I get asked all the time, like, where's your favorite place? Where's your least favorite place? And it's like, you know, I could probably give you a long list of, of what exists on both sides of those, like where, where I've liked, where I haven't necessarily liked. But at the end of the day, I look at every place and I've enjoyed it all. You you can always find something somewhere that you like. Yeah. And, and, and it's all perspective. Like if you have a bad time somewhere and something goes wrong, 
you can let that consume your entire trip. Like Alaska, if, if my car broke down and I was stranded for two days, which it didn't happen, but if it did, I could let that ruin my whole trip, which I see happen to friends. I see like yeah, our, man. Our, good, our good friends go somewhere, something happens and it's just like, well, that does, that's not the end of your trip. Like just, you know, try to do something fun now. Try to just get over that hump of, of misery, I guess. Yeah. You just and, flip that switch, man. Just right there. Yeah. It's easy. And, and stuff always happens when you're traveling. Like uh, you can ask any person out there in this world from tourist to photographer stuff happens while you travel. Yeah. It's just a part of traveling and that's, and it's the spontaneity. It's the unexpected outcomes. It's, it, and that's also how you find beautiful moments. That's how you find yourself somewhere you didn't even expect to be with your favorite day unfolding. Dude, wise words from a man that has traveled and seen it all. Uh, <laughs> what what's next for you, man? What's what's in the next uh, you know the next year or the near future? Yeah, um, still to be determined, I guess. Um, we have a ton of trips planned to finish off the year. Um, Megan and I have been talking heavily about launching our own company, which is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, still kind of getting the grips to it, but you know, I just, I see creatives all the time working with, um, everybody and it's, it's not a mess, but it's definitely like a, a process that can be a mess for freelancers, for young guys trying to get into it, young gals too. Um, it's just, it's, there's a lot going on in this market. I feel like there's something for everyone to do, no matter what you want to focus on in photography Yeah, and being connected with all these, these accounts and brands and people in general, it's, I feel like I can offer more connection. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I really stay tuned to see how it unfolds, but I think launching some sort of media agency where I can partner brands that are looking to work with upcoming talent um, as well as partnering creatives who I'm good friends with and I believe in most definitely um, with some of those entities and just getting people an opportunity. I feel like that's what what young stages of photography lacks. I, I feel like a lot of people are fear fearful to like leave the job or commit the time. They, they say they want to do it, but it's like, can you actually do it? Can you leave comfort? And some can, some can't, some try, some fail, some succeed. You, you just get this wide range of, of outcomes that I want to help make it easier. I want to help kind of complete everything for everybody. Yeah. Um, and that, and maybe that just takes me down a mentorship path where I can just help mentor relationships and kind of bring everyone together. Um, ideally it, it ends up into a company of sorts. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a work in progress and it's been on the back of my head for a long time now. So, you know, just keep traveling, keep taking photos with brands that I'm working with and uh, hopefully keep working that, working that out. Awesome, man. Dude, Chris, thank you so much for giving me the time. Of course. Pleasure, man. It's been, it's been fun. I got to get up to Los Angeles so I can come hang out with you guys. Yeah, no, seriously. Next time you're up this way. Of course, man. Have a great one. That'll do it, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I had a really good time chatting with Chris. Why don't you go head over to Instagram and find him at Chris poops and find him on man am i like am i the worst for laughing at that because obviously like yeah it's a nickname i didn't know i didn't know that was a nickname really like i know it was his instagram nickname but the story like that's just a name right but i'm the guy that's like oh chris poops 
All right, that's the worst. Anyways, yeah, you know where to find them. You know where to find us at Darkroom, and my personal Instagram is at Dane Diener. And actually, head over to Darkroom to see Theo and Anders, who have a video up now that kind of breaks down what's going on with them. And I was lucky enough to help them with the project. And uh, yeah, it's cool. It's kind of a little behind the scenes of, uh, of what's going on with them. So head over there, and we hope you guys are enjoying the holidays, and we will see you all next week.